Welcome to Steadfast Hope. I'm Steve Lawson, joined by Kent Stainback. I've got to let you know where we are. We're at the iconic Herb's House, a coffee house here in Dallas, Texas. People are starting to come in, and and um, we're just being a, I think, a Christian voice here in the middle of the uh, of the scene. Kent, we're in John 17, verse 18. Okay. The title of this is "Into the World," into the world. And I want to begin by by reading this. And as I do, Kent, I want to begin by just saying this, that God's will for us as believers is that we penetrate the world Mm -hmm. with the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's not that we sound retreat and go hide in a cave. It's not that we withdraw from the world, but that we actually invade the world with the saving message of Jesus Christ. And I know that as the world is growing darker and darker, our tendency Mm. is really just to want to move out of town Mm -hmm. and go find a mountain someplace and hole up Mm. on top of the mountain and just watch everything self-destruct. That really is almost the coward's way out. Uh, The fact of the matter is that we are to be light, a light set on a hill that shines into the world. And in order for that to take place, we've got to be rubbing shoulders with with those in the world. Um, I realize when we have little children, there needs to be some walls of protection and and that there needs to be some, some wisdom for some separation. I understand that. But nevertheless, the, the Great Commission has never been taken off the table, that we are to go into all the world and make disciples. And, and so as Jesus prays in this verse, th- this is really the Great Commission that is, in, that, that is found in this prayer. And so in verse 18, Jesus prays to the Father, as you, referring to the Father, sent me into the world, I also have sent them into the world. Hmm. Now, the world into which Jesus came was a world that ended up crucifying him, Mm -hmm. was a world that hated him and persecuted him. And there's no other way to view what took place. And Jesus now, as he's preparing to be crucified the very next day, makes this prayer that as the Father has sent him into this world on a mission of salvation, to go to the cross and die, and also to preach the gospel, the gospel of the kingdom, and to train and to disciple men, to spread the message, Jesus now acknowledges in prayer, I also have sent them into the world. I mean, he, he has commissioned them and sent them not into a safe place, not, not into a quiet zone, but is sending them into the very world that will crucify him the next day. And for these disciples, uh, these 11, and then they will add Matthias, um, 11 of the 12 will suffer a martyr's death, according to tradition, And the other will be John, who has recorded this, and he will end up on the island of Patmos um, as a political prisoner and serving hard time. So what we see here 
is that God's will for us as Christians is to be a dynamic witness for Christ. And I think we would all just love to sit it out. I mean, I turn on television and I look at cable news and I scroll through my cell phone and see what's going on in the world. It's awful. I mean, it, it, it is like the days of Noah on steroids. But I can't allow myself to want to go look for a safe place. Hmm. I've got to be an impact player for the Lord. And this is true for the whole body of Christ. And so we must always be advancing, taking the torch of the truth into the darkness of the world and, and shining it for others to, to see the truth of the gospel and to come to know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. So our master, the Lord Jesus, who is the captain of the Lord of hosts, is blowing his trumpet for us to charge into the world. He's not, he's not sounding retreat. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is sounding the charge for us to take the message to a perishing and lost and dying world. So our mission is the very same mission that was given to Jesus by the Father. Jesus was not looking for a safe place to hide. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he, he marched into Jerusalem mm-hmm. that last week of his life. He set his face like a flint yeah. towards Jerusalem, and the disciples could not even keep up with his pace as he strided into Jerusalem from Jericho up, up the elevation, knowing that it would be there that he would be betrayed and put to death. So, Kent, let's talk about this. Well, I think our first question, I, I would assume our viewers are agreeing with what we've just taught, what you've just taught here, that we're in the world and we need to be lights and we need to go out and share and be witnesses. Now, here's the question. What in us is limiting us, is shackling us, if you will, or is keeping us from from being more aggressive um, to, to do this and to follow this command? Why do we, when we run across somebody at the grocery store or at the game, why aren't we more bold and outspoken? Why aren't we more outspoken? What is it? that we need to be aware of that's potentially holding holding us back? Wow, great question, Kent. I I think there's different um, reasons for different people, and sometimes they all come together and (laughs) mesh together. Uh, Number one is the fear of man. Okay, just just simple that. Yes, fear of man, uh, fear of rejection. Okay. Fear of loss of relationship. Mm Mm-hmm. Fear of loss of reputation, hmm. um, fear of being put out of circles uh, where we want to be accepted, um, lack of being filled with the Holy Spirit, who always gives us boldness um, to witness for Him. Um, I, I think all of those reasons cause us to hesitate, uh, to to really... I mean, you would say tap the brakes and and kind of slow down, and we want to be accepted. We Mm -hmm. want to be affirmed, Mm -hmm. and there is the offense of the cross Mm -hmm. that Galatians 6 talks about, and we know that when we bring up Christ and we bring up the cross to someone who doesn't know the Lord, 
That therefore means they're lost, they're perishing, uh, they're under condemnation, and that there is only one hope for them, that the grace of God and the love of God is extended in the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And any other way to try to find peace with God is mm -hmm. a broken road, a broken bridge. It, it just makes us want to prolong and put off getting to the intersection where we talk about the Lord. So what do we do? How do we, <laughs> you know, are there some steps we can take to be more bold, to be more forthright, to uh, be better witnesses, uh, to be more intentional? Yeah. What What can we do to to get further down the field. Yeah. I think it begins with, first of all, being uh, better solidified in what it is that we believe. I think there's also a fear of being asked a question we can't answer oh. um, as we talk to people. And the more deeply rooted we are in the gospel, uh, I think the more confident we are to be able to speak to people, uh, to answer their questions, uh, so that's one thing. We, we need to be well-grounded in the Scripture. And second, to, to really know how to give an account for the hope that lies within us, how to give a defense of the faith. Mm -hmm. when, when people ask us, so why do you believe the Bible? Why do you believe in the existence yeah. of God? I mean, yeah. why do you believe in Christ? Right. Yeah. Further, I would say uh, that we need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. When you read the book of Acts, anytime that little phrase, filled with the Spirit, mm -hmm either in the very same verse or in the next verse, they opened their mouth and spoke with boldness. Mm -hmm. So we really need to be filled with the Spirit um, who gives us this, this boldness. And then the other thing I would say is, can't you know, just to see someone come to know the Lord mm -hmm. through your witness, I mean, it's just almost like it jet propels us forward to want to share the gospel more. And, you know, we will get a lot of rejections and people you know, cutting us off or people not picking up on what we're saying and not wanting to keep the conversation going about spiritual things. But just to see one person mm -hmm. commit their life to Christ and God use you as a strategic link in bringing the gospel to them, even if it was just one out of 20, mm. boy, that one person would so um, energize and empower you to keep doing it. So I, I think that we just need to pray and ask that God would use our witness mm -hmm. to save souls, mm -hmm. and that if we saw more people come to Christ, just even one person come to Christ. Kent, I remember when I when I was a pastor, when I was a younger man, and you know, discouraged from all the people in the church, not all, a lot of the people in the church <laughs> who didn't like my preaching because I was preaching the Bible too much. Mm -hmm. um, in the midst of all that, just to see someone come to faith in Christ, I, I used to say this, I'm good for the next year. I'm yeah. good for another 12 months. You, you can be upset with me all you want. I just saw someone come to faith in Christ. That's why I'm here. So the more we do it and the more that happens, it just gets easier and easier. Yeah, absolutely. And so the Lord has sent us into the world. Right. And... Um, as you've been listening to us today, think about the world in which you live as far as the world of the people around you 
and how God can use you to reach out to them to be a witness for the Lord Jesus Christ. You'll notice at the bottom of the screen, our website, onepassion.org. Please go online and you can learn more about Steadfast Hope and the other uh, episodes that Kent and I have already recorded. And there'll be enough to take you forward in your Christian life. Um, These are all about 10 minutes, so it doesn't take a great amount of time. But I think there's a lot of concentrated truth in the short time of each of these episodes. Thank you for joining us for Steadfast Hope.